I am D. And I am Paris. You may remember me from such shows as Terrible Book Club or such crossover episodes as the Terrible Antique Book Freaks. I'm here today because Ken is on a very important mission uh, aboard an unnamed vessel. Uh, well, it has a name, but I can't disclose it yes, uh, out secret. on the open sea. So I'm, yeah, I'm here to uh, to hopefully fill in the gap, although I know I will not be able to fill the shoes of Ken. I will do my best here today. So what are we talking about today, Dee? Well, on today's girls' night, girls' night party, because <laughs> um, the boys Woo! are away, <laughs> we're going to talk about such girly things as uranium glass. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's what sleepovers are about when you're in middle school, right? You're like, yeah. oh, everyone bring your uranium glass. Yeah. <laughs> I unironically did that. <laughs> Fuck Barbies. <laughs> Show me your irradiated glass. Like, yeah, I mean, at, like girls at a sleepover, they usually plan a war crime. So this is Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I've always I remember the first time. I saw a picture of uranium glass and I was like, that has to be the most deadly thing. How could people collect this? And I was like, but I was, of course, fascinated by it because it's fucking gorgeous. If you've never seen uranium glass, it, oh, it just feels like like forbidden antiques. <laughs> it, do- it does. And yeah, I've got good news in terms of its safety. Oh, in fact, I'll just trot up right on the front. Uh, Vaseline and uranium glass are completely safe to handle and use as long as they're not damaged. I'm sorry, did you say Vaseline? Yes. So there are two. This is the subtopic. Actually, to be fair, uranium glass is the subtopic to Vaseline glass, which is the most famous and plentiful kind of uranium glass. Oh, here I was thinking I had to lube up my uranium glass, but continue. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's actually really safe. Um, it doesn't generally emit uh, beta waves past anything that you would have standing in the sun. Or like just okay. background or- radiation from operating like a microwave. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, how does this compare to a microwave? I feel like that's my general barometer for how dangerous radiation is. Like, compare it to a microwave for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's less than a microwave. Oh, sick. All right, cool. Uh, well, I will. I'm going to go now because I need to buy all of the fucking uranium glass. I, I'm really. I now have a, now have a new hobby. Yeah, I, I'm really. I put this up front because I do want to unchain a variety of people from any like worries they may have had. And uh, like I, I, we had the discussion, I think, in a, in a previous episode about radium. Or I think maybe that might have just been a discussion we had in Antiques Freaks Friends. Uh, where radium mm. paint, unfortunately, does have some pretty serious uh radiological ramifications that are really yeah we all remember we all remember those watches (laughs) yeah you don't uh, i was really hoping that we wouldn't have a repeat of this that discussion uh and thankfully we don't it is not anywhere near as dangerous or emits like beta gamma waves similar to radium um this is because the uranium in the glass is in the glass uh generally i think the i think the EPA recommends not eating or drinking out of it, uh, mostly because concerns that you'll eat chips of it. Okay. So, like, so <laughs> question. So is this is this like so? All right. So right now, for example, I am drinking out of a double walled glass tumbler. Is is it like that? Is the uranium just like inside, sealed in into like walls of the glass, or is this or is this not correct? Yeah, that's pretty much correct. Um, it's. It's like really, basically, uh, you know, right up front. I don't entirely understand it. I failed out of Warco, like, but it's basically when glass cures <laughs> or uh, anneals, I think is the term they use. It forms like a really tough skin, which is why you don't get mm. a ton of leaching except for lead, and that's for a variety of other chemical reasons. Yeah. So okay. So so we basically entombed the uranium within the glass. Therefore, it is safe. Yeah, it's For safe. The um, yeah, the okay. biggest risk with it is the dust from the broken glass, uh, because mm. so like it's safe to that say sense, eating yeah. the glass is bad for you, um, and it turns out so, for more so reasons like, than just eating glass. So, 
<laughs> wow. That's one of those things where, you know, if you were like, hey, do you think that eating glass could be more dangerous than it already is? I'd be like, absolutely not. And then someone would be like, what if it was uranium glass, <laughs> yeah. though? Yeah, it turns <laughs> oh, out fuck. if the glass has also been irradiated, <laughs> that's a bad it's time to be eating bad. the glass. <laughs> that's the worst time to be eating that glass. God. All right. Well, cool. I mean, still don't eat or drink out of it, probably. But I mean, that means you could have like, I don't know, a cool uranium glass vase or something or like or wait, would that would that produce mutant flowers? <laughs> probably know. not. Yeah. The, um, there are studies. I do have a link to that, which I'll give out at the end um, that I believe the U.S. Nuclear Regulation Commission gave out where they, they do actually have uh, numbers for the amount of leaching through common water. Uh, the biggest issue yeah. is if you are using any of it with vinegar, because acetic acid does wear down the surface of glass and cause leaching. Mm. And uh, vinegar products and things that ferment like wine are, are similar to this. Uh, so th- most of it, like you're not watering your flowers with vinegar, it probably won't mutate them. Probably. <laughs> okay. I don't want to take any All hard right. lines. Or, <laughs> or, or you know, <laughs> the, the NRC will come for me. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, um, I guess I've already wasted a lot of your time by asking inane questions, so why don't you educate me further about uranium glass? Will do. Uh, So uranium glass is, by definition, glass which has uranium added to the glass mix before melting for coloration purposes. Is there, um... Do you like? Is there like a how, how stuff is made about this? Because God, I would love to just watch that happen. That sounds really cool. I couldn't find anything except for uh, actually before we started recording, I told you about the closest thing I found was a YouTuber by the name of Niles Red, mm-hmm. uh, who does a an experiment of making his own uranium glass, and that is all I could find on the process. People actually do still do it to this day. But very rarely, wow. because of uranium, uh, pounds of uranium limits on how much you can buy. Yeah, like, who the fuck, who as a layperson is like, oh yeah, let me just get a bunch of uranium to make uranium <laughs> glass in my garage. Like, who is doing this? I mean, I imagine it must only be people who have access to uranium for perhaps professional reasons and are like, I don't know, I guess I can use it for this. I, I, that's what makes sense to me, but... What do I know? Here's another fun thing. You can just buy uranium ore on Amazon, and it's totally legal. Okay, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel great about (laughs) it. My initial reaction is not good. (laughs) It's very bad. (laughs) You cannot legally refine uranium ore. Uh, But you can just have it kicking around? That's a little odd. Yeah, you could just, like, have it for, like, fun experiments, uh, for testing Geiger counters... You can buy depleted uranium ore for pretty much exactly this, mostly for mixing into glasses of pigment and similar. I I don't know what else you could do with it, honestly. I I just imagine this is all science class stuff. Yeah. Wait, so how did... I mean, I'm wondering, this had to be one of those accidents, right? Like, because who is like, oh, you know what I'm going to do to this glass? Put some fucking uranium in it. Like... (laughs) Was there a person who had that thought or was it like, oh, no, we had to merge the glass factory and the uranium refinery and there was a storm and now we have uranium glass. Like, I imagine it must be the latter because I I can't imagine any other creation story for this product. Uh, It was actually an accident of sheer ignorance where. (laughs) Sick. Okay, I'm kind of right then. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After figuring out how to make glass. People found out that when you put different shit in the glass, it would just change the way the glass turned out. So for like a really long time, I, I think as far back as the Romans, like 79 AD, blah, blah, uh, they would just grab minerals and be like, huh. And if it powdered down, they would powder it into the glass and be like, oh, that's a fun color. More of that, please. Huh. I mean, I guess that I guess that tracks. I mean, that's that's what artisans do, right? They're always experimenting. But I mean, uranium just seems like a real weird choice. But I don't know for how long humanity has known that it has radiation. Like, I don't I don't know if that was oh, a common uh, the, thing the to know. The discovery of radiation was really late in terms of like human scientific exam. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. it was like 1850s, right, or something. Uh yeah, actually, let me do a quick Google roo. Yeah, 19, 1896. 
Oh shit! Oh wow, I was I was off by forty years. All yeah. right. Yeah. So well, then. extremely late that anyone it occurred to anyone that there would be any risks associated with this material. Uh, in fact, there mm. were glass mosaics that have uranium in them that we have in museums now. So we do know that because we're, uranium, when it's mined, just looks like a regular rock. Uh, it looks a little right. like iron ore, actually, in a couple of ways. That mm. there was no, there's, there's nothing about the appearance or even just handling it, uh, aside from thyroid cancer, that would tell you that there's anything different about it. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily make that connection. Yeah, that could be years down the line, and then you'd be like, "Well, he's got yeah. the the palsy. <laughs> Everything's yeah. the palsy." First guy to do it on purpose. He still did, still not entirely learned about radiation, but using the colorant on purpose was a gentleman by the name of Franz Xavier Riedel from. I apologize to everyone, um, Unterpolaun or Dolnipolubni of Bohemia, which is now a region of the Czech Republic. Or Czechia. Now, it's, I don't even think it's the Czech it, Republic anymore. Is it not the Czech, Czech Republic? <laughs> I tried to figure out I where think, Bohemia is now. So, so this happened to me before where I was like, oh yeah, Yugoslavia. And someone was like, Paris, that's not a country anymore. And I was like, I'm sorry, I was born in the 90s. Okay, it is. <laughs> or in the uh, 80s. I was born in the 80s, the sorry. Westernmost, <laughs> it is the westernmost region of Czech Republic. Okay, so the Czech Republic is a thing. Why did I think it wasn't? I thought I it was know. Czechia now. No, Chechnya is a different country. No, no, Chechia. Like, oh, Chech- I guess it's. Oh, I guess Chechia is the alternate form. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that might be. Geography! Like- <laughs> That might be the like non-anglicized version of it. Yeah, so the Czech Republic, also known by its short form name, Czechia. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I I kept thinking Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia were still places, and I had to be corrected, and then I felt really stupid. Um, oh wait, is Yugoslavia still? No, no, Yugoslavia <laughs> no, no. is gone. Yugoslavia okay, is the reason. The reason I even am, like, attached to the idea of Yugoslavia is because when I was a child, my dad bought a fucking Yugo, and if you were born in the 80s uh, and grew up in the 90s like me, you may remember the Yugo. It was a car so shitty, I don't even, I think it actually (laughs) was banned in a variety of places, and somehow we had one. Um so the car carandriver.com actually has a wonderful article called A Quick Look at the Yugo, the worst car in history. I was gonna say, so- all I remember about the Yugo was that the communists made it and no one liked it. Yeah, and somehow I had one as a child. It was my dad's like project car, and I yeah, now I'm like, how much uranium was in this Yugo? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, <laughs> so back to back to Bohemia. I can't believe you had the you the Yugo graced your eyes. That's amazing, dude. I played in it. There's pictures of me as a small child being like, <laughs> "I'm in my car," you know. I was like four or something or five. <laughs> wow. Uh, so anyone who's like still a recovering cl- from that fact, <laughs> yeah, it's wow. Uh, if you're a fan of glass, Riedel is a recognizable. Uh, they still operate as a fine wine glass maker kind of thing. I don't care about wine, so you not find me knowing a lot about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen the glasses before. I've seen that name. It's R E I D E L, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he uses uranium as a colorant from 1830 through 1848 as a novelty, which was cottoned onto by the famous French crystal and glass company Baccarat in the 1840s, who introduced chrysoprase glass, which was an opaque uranium glass that was supposed to look like, guess which mineral? Chrysoprase. I didn't even know that was a mineral. What the fuck is chrysoprase? It's a semi-precious, I think? Stone? Like, uh, like, uh, malachite. Okay, okay. I know a mal I know I know mal- it, okay. It's a chalcedony, right. I think. Okay. That that's ringing some gem bells in my mind. <laughs> All right. So so this guy was like I'm going to make this whatever right glass god. I can't even remember what you just said. 
that thing. <laughs> Christ of praise, yeah. Christ of praise. Christ of praise. Christ of praise. Christ of praise. It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like a transformer. So <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Christ of praise. Get over here. So, yeah, uranium was used as kind of like a standard green colorant for glass up until the 1930s, where they added iron oxide to glass mixes to match the common green shades of Depression-era glass. I thought you were going to say the common green shades of Depression. I was going to be like, interesting choice. Like, totally accepting that. Just, yeah, the common green shades of Depression. What's your depression color? Green. It's, it's always yeah, green. It's, no. it's, it's, it's Christ of praise. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> from there, uh, uranium glass stopped production during mid-World War II. Guess why? Uh, so we could murder other people in other countries from the air? Yeah, actually, at the time, ceasing production is... It was being confiscated en masse from anyone using it for industrial applications. Hmm. Uh, for the Manhattan Project. Yep. After the Manhattan Project, restrictions were lifted in 1958. It was still extremely regulated, but you could find pieces here and there, mostly in objet d'art. And then the Cold War <laughs> happened, and people just kind of stopped. Huh. Uh, one so that was it? That was... That's the... That's a quick... <laughs> That's a quick, I got way more to say on it, but yeah, that's like the history. Oh, okay. One, okay. Thing, uh, one thing I had actually, I finally found proof of this, was why people made uranium glass, or I'm going to swap over now to saying Vaseline glass on purpose. Okay. Why people made Vaseline glass be- be- when they couldn't see it fluoresce under blacklight. Because that is the main draw of uranium and Vaseline glass is that it fluoresces under blacklight. Did I bury the lead on that? I don't care. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I also... I also. Well, I mean, I guess I started off by saying it was really beautiful, but not explaining why. Um, I also just love the color green. It's It might be my favorite color um, at this point in my life. So, uh, shit. Right. I was wondering the whole Vaseline versus uranium. So, you're saying uranium is a subtype of Vaseline glass, right? Well, it's more like... Uh, I have a... Vaseline glass is always uranium glass, but uranium glass isn't always Vaseline glass. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, all, right. all it needs, something needs to do to be uranium glass is to be colored with uranium and fluoresce under blacklight. Okay. And that actually, that covers a bunch of different kinds of glass. Uh, custard, jadeite. Custard, jadeite. Oh, shit. Depression. Wait, well, like jadeite? Some Wait, jadeite. jadeite glows under blacklight? Some of it, yeah. Some whatever, uh, yeah. Whenever come, uh, like if you've got like a Mosier or Fenton jadeite, there is a chance that it was made with uranium. Oh, one thing that people never believe me on: Burmese glass can also be uranium glass. Oh God! All right, Burmese glass is a specific kind of gradient from yellow into like a sunsetty pink. And if you flash black light on some of it, it's got uranium in there. Wild. And depression um, glass, very famously, is not allowed to be Vaseline glass because of the addition of iron oxide. Vaseline glass should only be colored by uranium. Okay, and why is it... So, I'm assuming it's not called Vaseline glass because it's, like, jelly or something. So, why... <laughs> uh, of course, all I can think of is, you know, Vaseline petroleum jelly. So, what's the connection there? Well... So if you've seen if you've seen the like really early Vaseline glass that is extremely translucent with just like a hint of the yellow green. Not only at the time Vaseline was that color in the 1930s. Which is when I mean, the term Vaseline glass pops up. Okay, cuz I I mean Vaseline to me like, you know, the actual petroleum jelly, I've never thought of it as very colored it's always been kind of this like pale milky color i've never thought of it as yellow but yeah maybe i guess i guess in the 30s it was yeah when it was first introduced yellow. it hadn't they had didn't have like the purification processes they have now so it was kind of like oh, a weird snot sense. color <laughs> huh weird all right well 
this is this is all coming together. I I would not have guessed that um that uranium glass had anything to do with uh, Vaseline, but here we are. Here we are. Yeah. At least that's the popular. It's always been a little bit of a mystery, but there have been ads that compare it to Vaseline, so it's pretty strong theory. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, um, it turns out we have proof from 1897 that the Victorians, who, big surprise, started everyone's extreme enthusiasm for Vaseline and uranium. Can't it's imagine. Them. It's Why? always fucking them. Why? Always. Why? Uh, there is a newspaper article that proves that there were, there was a specific kind of lamp that was formulated particularly for stores, the Arcolite, if you've ever heard of the electric Arcolite. The electric Arcolite? No, I have yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something Karnacki would use on one of his ghost hunts, but. my Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, these were just really bright, like extremely bright lights that threw off a ton of UV ray. Hmm. Which okay. would, not to the extent that you can with a black light, obviously, would actually cause the uranium glass to change color and have a bit of that fluorescence. In fact, uh, there are rumors that fluorescence... The word fluorescence was coined to describe how uranium glass changes under different lighting conditions. Huh. Interesting. And in so addition the word to that, fluoresce. Okay. So oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like going I think down a word hole. No, it's fine. It's it's all it's really weird, right? Like I didn't know that they were related. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, because, but I suppose how many things glow. In the dark. I mean, not many, so. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was G- scientist George Stokes. George Stokes. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, in addition to uh, things like the arc light, even just at twilight, because of the absence of general ambient light, sometimes you would catch like a glimpse of it firing up just because so even, you could actually, you could actually like distinguish it without the ambient sunlight. Huh. Wow. I guess I always thought it had to be like strong black light for any of that to be seen, but No, actually, uh and I've seen this myself um being told by other dealers about like the twilight effect. I I've heard from people that they actually go to like large shows and then wait until t- like outdoor shows like Brimfield and then wait till twilight to light up pieces that they otherwise, like, if you use a black light and it lights up, they'll upcharge you for it. So they would just oh. wait till twilight and wait to see that, like, brief flare and then try to grab it based on that. <laughs> Which is something I've been trying Ur- to learn to do. <laughs> Uranium hunters. All right. I mean, that sounds fun. I want to do that. I still haven't gone to Brimfield. Someday. Someday I'll go to I Brimfield. I was going to go this month, but God help me. The fucking anti-vaxxer sure goddamn ruined that for me. Yeah, the plague is still uh, rolling through the nation and the world. Uh, still still riding those plague waves over here. <laughs> I was really hoping that by the September Brimfield, there would be enough vaccinated people that I wouldn't have to worry about it. But then I found out a bunch of people from fucking Florida were coming up for it. And you'll be like, God damned if I'm going to mess around with that. So, like, I guess not. And Thanks, let me plague guess. rats. They weren't... They weren't they weren't vaccinated people from Florida. <laughs> no, there's always a really weird far right showing of people at Brimfield. What? Wait, yeah, um, really? I went in 2015, and there were more than three booths that were just selling brand new tin signs that said like Trump 2020 or whatever. That well, really 2016 surprises back then, me. Actually, yeah. Because I feel like everyone I've ever known who's been interested in antiques is like some variety of queer liberal. So, um, or at oh, the very people, least, pretty <laughs> those, left. So, yeah, those people, I think, um, I think they just get busted in to try to intimidate the like, because m- most people in antiques are viewed that way. I think that they just see an outdoor market and see an opportunity to mm. like proselytize. 
Yeah, yeah, no, you're that's fair. You're probably you know, and then correct. every alienated like weird Trumper shows up and is like, ah, my man, and then buys one of their shitty god awful signs when I'm trying to find glass. And then everyone gets COVID. Yeah. Again. So yeah, I will not be attending this year. Thank you, everyone. It sucks. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. That's, that's lame. Get vaccinated. Bye. Yeah, this get is, vaccinated. This is your PSA. They are your safe. PSA. They are effective. They also, are if you're confused, if you're confused about how vaccines work and and things like that, feel free to message us. We're not doctors, but I work with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I I think we're all pretty well versed in in uh in that. So anyway, let's uh let's rub some uranium glass on some some. Vax, anti-vaxxers and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> drink out of this um. uh, you know another weird thing i found out is and i didn't know this my whole goddamn life is uranium glass and vaseline glass are not like usually these like terms get carried over worldwide but yeah. it's got different meanings in germany australia and britain Wait, what? What else yeah. could it possibly mean other than things with uranium, like glass with uranium? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I took notes. <laughs> um, Germany doesn't bother differentiating any of it. So, like, they don't have a dif- distinction between uranium and Vaseline glass. They call it all urine glass. Urine glass. That was urine their glass. choice. That was their, urine that was their glass. pick. Yeah. Piss glass. That was their choice. Piss glass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, Germany. Piss glass. Oversimplifying as usual, Germany. Way to go. <laughs> but yeah, for them, it's as long as it glows under black light or is yellow and yellow and or green, it is your on glass. Uh, it's Austra- glass. <laughs> piss glass. Australians call Vaseline glass any type of glass that has an opalescent rim, which uh. I don't understand. Yeah, wait. I mean, opalescent as in made of opal, or just just opalescent as in looks like opal, but looks isn't like uranium opal. glass. Yeah, yeah. There's because that is a real thing. There's like opalescent glass and glasses that are yeah. decorated with opalescent rims. It's got to do with the mica powders and stuff that you add to the glass, and also kind of the way you stretch the glass can create a minor opalescence. Okay, but. Um, yeah, I don't get why that would be lumped I, in. <laughs> I don't know why that's Vaseline. They actually call what we call Vaseline glass citron glass. Okay, that's acceptable. It accurately I, describes fine. the color. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's better than piss glass, you know. Better than pee-pee glass. <laughs> and uh, it's the same in Britain and the UK. Uh, anything that has a wispy opalescent treatment is they call it Vaseline glass, I guess because that like white opalist glass looks like Vaseline to them. Okay. I mean, yeah, more modern Vaseline does does look far less yellow. It's more of a yeah, like a milky white. So that okay. So I guess in this case it would mean that Britain got into this like later than the rest of the world somehow. But, like if you know, if we're looking at like the color of Vaseline, a timeline, um, when it was yellow in the 30s is when Vaseline glass was first, you know, considered as a term. And then as time goes on, Vaseline gets less and less yellow until it's like this, you know, milky, clearish white. And then, so I guess whoever got into it late may call it opalescent glass then. Yeah. So Britain, late in the uranium glass game. It gets worse in terms of Britain. They call your Vaseline glass primrose pear line. Okay, can we just throw away that whole <laughs> fucking continent? Like, goodbye. They always See you later. Ever. So, primrose pear line is a trade name for a different kind of glass that resembles <sighs> neither opalescent glass nor Vaseline. Why must things but be the- <laughs> so confusing? Like, all right, as somebody who works in data... It fucking makes me crazy when things are not consistent across platforms or even across an organization. It's like, why are you going to call it fucking Primrose Posy Pants when that's not what it is? <laughs> why? It's, it's, it's really... It's also the most British fucking thing to say. Like, you can't just call it uranium <laughs> glass. I got to say, you know, I was just I was just shitting on the term piss glass. And now, you know what? 
I support piss glass because at least it's accurate. At least you're like, oh, I know I'm going to be looking at like a yellowish green glass. Yeah. Ugh. It was yellow like pee pee. Mm hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm immediately brought to mind the fact that the French call uh, cotton candy daddy's beard. <laughs> it's very similar in my heart. I'm sorry, what's daddy's beard? Cotton candy. In France, they call it daddy's beard. <laughs> That's just. Mm, you know, France. You know, France. I, I'm sorry. I continue to be unimpressed. Uh, I think the only good thing to come out of France was uh, Henri the cat with ennui and also my ancestors. Um, I think. That's, oh, yeah. I was going to say my, <laughs> my, my ancestors that's as well, it. unfortunately. Although they were French Canadian, oh. so it's a separation. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm also French Canadian, but you know, before before they were in Canada, they had to come from France. <laughs> to to so France. I swear, the Edict of Nantes fucked up everything, and now we're here in this hellhole. I mean, yeah, I guess you could blame a lot on the Edict of Nantes. Um, yeah, and I, and I do, <laughs> and I do. Ah, uh, anyway, uh, one thing that I w- was really excited to say after I found pri- uh, proof of it is the chemistry of uranium glass is what makes it glow and not the presence of radioactivity. Obviously, we have a popular like assumption about how radioactivity works and appears. And when something glows yeah. a bright, horrific green, you're going to go, oh, it's uranium, that's the radioactivity. It's not. It's actually just the UV lights exciting the molecules in the uranium, which is trapped within the glass. I guess I... I mean, I'm a, I'm a science dum-dum, so I don't really understand the difference between something being irradiated and producing radiation and something's molecules getting excited. Uh, I don't... <laughs> I it's basically... Don't. I am also not a science... I am a bit of a science dum-dum, uh, although I am interested in nuclear shit. Uh, it's basically just like the, the, the molecules doing a little shaka-shaka or the molecules emitting waves. So, like, yeah, mm. radioactivity is all about, like, um, as it decays, it creates waves of energy, which right. is you know what alpha, beta, and gamma radiation. Where mm-hmm. not most most cells don't do that, uh, but lots of molecules do do a little shaka shaka on certain chemical interactions, and the uranium just happens to do that with UV. Okay, so uranium can dance with the UV, and it's totally cool. But and it's totally uranium cool. just can't start to break down, or it's just death from death from all angles. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Thank you. now we should cover what makes Vaseline glass Vaseline glass. Yeah. Which is the most common and highly collectible form of uranium glass. I feel a little bit wrong saying it's the most common. I think depression glass is the most common uranium glass. What's the difference? And I know I've listened to this Antiques Freaks episode before about depression glass, but I don't remember what makes it different. Uh, depression glass is just glass that was made with colored thin glass and patterned for cheap and given away as promotions for foods. Ah, right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, de- depression glass can be a-, a whole range of colors. More on that in our episode about depression glass. Um, yeah, and but it, it was still industry standard to use uranium to color glass. The difference with that's an important distinction. Vaseline glass can never be depression glass because depression glass has had iron oxide added to the formula to sort of dumb down the shade of green. Okay, okay. So it really is depressed glass. It's like a sadder version. It's a, it's a worse version. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or it's a muted, muted and sad. Okay, th- yeah. good. That that'll actually help me remember this forever. Um. Um, other than that it's actually really hard to tell if you're not super versed in the colors that Vaseline glass takes on it can be really hard to tell mm. um, especially considering Vaseline glass even what purists would always consider Vaseline glass it tends to be yellow to yellow green and very transparent but it also comes in just about every other shade of green you could imagine I've yeah, seen uranium I mean, actual like Vaseline glass that was like very deep green. Yeah, I don't know. Another thing just about beautiful, it, it is. It's one of my favorites. I have a couple of pieces, all damaged 
because I didn't take them on wanting to resell them. Mm. Um, the one thing is that Vaseline glass is always transparent or translucent. Any yeah. of the I mean, that's one of the reasons of... I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, opaque glasses can be a hard sell on people, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely like the more translucent stuff, for sure. Um, but, in any case, so this guy invents uranium glass. And then, I mean, is it just like, oh, it's pretty, and then it just becomes stuff? Like... Pretty, pretty much. Okay. It was an um, easy way to get a pretty shade of green in your glass. Yeah. I guess I wonder, like, would it... Is there... Uh, jewelry made out of this or would that be too dangerous because it's against your skin all the time there is jewelry made out of this and the only danger associated with it is if you are cutting glass into beads and there are cut okay. glass uranium glass beads hmm. but yeah okay. it is um, well, jewelry is cool. actually really collectible and really really bleh, really rare well, fuck, now I want some uranium glass jewelry. God damn. Right. Last time I saw a uranium glass necklace go was for $500. Oh, God, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. It, it didn't happen now. very It didn't happen very often just because faceting glass is tough. Um, so yeah. if it was, maybe someone was lampworking the glass into beads is kind of more of what you would see. Mm. Uh, but, you know, jewelry has to catch your eye and you can't have just a series of lampwork beads people won't notice, so... It, it just didn't come up quite as often, just because glass jewelry in general is like, eh, not everyone's favorite. Yeah, I mean, not well. It's nice, but it's not very um, durable. So, um, at least in comparison to other gems that are harder, you know, not full of potential radiation um, and probably <laughs> cheaper. But it's a nice thought. Maybe someday. Someday. Uh, another thing is that a lot of Vaseline, especially I, in my opinion, this is all subjective now, it's described as having a kind of oily look to it. I don't know if that's because it's been, because you someone said Vaseline and now you are looking for comparisons to Vaseline. I think, I think you're right. That makes sense because I've never, ever looked at a picture of any Vaseline or uranium glass and thought, oily. <laughs> I think it mostly pertains to like, yeah. Oh, oil. I think it mostly pertains to like um like the hand blown ones which tend to have a bit more of a liquid appearance. Mm, okay. But that could be said about a lot of hand blown glass. Yeah, I don't know. I I just I have a I have a hard time thinking of this as as actually oily. I really feel like your explanation makes the most sense that people are just searching for other reasons to connect the term Vaseline <laughs> to the to the visual appearance of the glass. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, I don't know. I mean, it seems awesome, although I think I would still be nervous about it, even though I know it's not actually dangerous, just because if it does chip or something. Yeah, so, is, is the recommended um, care practice just keeping it in, like, a a sealed curio cabinet or something, just in case, or... I don't know. Most people do just because, um, again, the only real danger is from it breaking and being inhaled. Yeah. So people tend to do the closed cabinet thing more to just keep it from breaking than anything else. There is, Like I said, there isn't really any risk of radiation from the glass intact. Yeah. But, it, you know, you absolutely don't want to futz around with turning it into powder. So, yeah, the you know, off of t tall places, not anywhere a cat can get at. <laughs> I wonder if anyone has, uh, has murdered someone with uranium glass by, like, making small scratches in a cup or something. But I guess that would take <laughs> that a really long time. That would take a really long time. <laughs> <so, laughs> the fucking long game. Murder, so like, she waited. <laughs> Murder, murder! She, murder! She played. For I mean, for like for reference, if you had fifteen pounds of uranium, which is actually the current limit that you can purchase it at, uh, if you used it all in a thousand pound batch of glass, the uranium content would be one and a half percent. 
Yeah, I guess and I have most no... uranium glasses actually have less than that. So it, it would be it, you would have to you'd have to replace all of their like eating wear with uranium glass. <laughs> wow, honey, you've really got into uranium glass lately. Everything's uranium glass. That's right. If you want sure to kill is. them faster, I would say to take like an entire mug and grind it into their like oatmeal or something. <laughs> Murder tips. <laughs> How to, how to kill. Antiques Freaks Femme Edition. I, I um. mean, it's just easier to use Drano. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's good. Um, Yeah, I, I mainly just brought that up because I was like, I wonder how dangerous this really is. And if you can't, if you can't, like, kill someone over a period of weeks or months with it, then probably not that dangerous. Yeah, exactly. Um, Actually, there was a really fun... I say fun, like everyone wasn't terrified. In uh, I actually think it was this year, like January of this year, a teenager brought a piece, like a Fiesta Wear plate. So like uranium was used for a lot of colors. There is a Fiesta Wear paint that was called uh, Atomic Red because it was made with uranium. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he he like his dad had gotten him a Geiger counter for Christmas, and so he brought like. They did like a show and tell. He did a science experiment where he did Geiger counts on various pieces, and he was surprised to find out that the Fiesta Wear reacted to the Geiger counter. And Ooh. the school called in a hazmat team <laughs> and oh. evacuated the school. Oh no. That seems unnecessary. It was largely unnecessary. Uh, well, I guess I'd still rather them be more careful than not, although, you know. Yeah. They, they could have. Yeah, there are steps they could have taken. Yeah, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, why? I, I definitely wouldn't... My first reaction wouldn't be, this plate is going to kill us all. Like, that wouldn't be my first reaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the plate will kill us. Yeah, it's not... Yeah, no, I mean, my reaction would be like, huh, that's concerning. Maybe I should call the poison control hotline or something you know yeah i think i would start by googling what on a geiger counter represents <laughs> danger because like that yeah. is information you can just get like <laughs> yeah and i have Google. done that i like we actually back in the back in the good old days we we had a customer who was like a weird nuclear nerd and he always had a geiger counter on him and every <laughs> now and again he would round up pieces that were registering at unsafe levels Okay, well, and, that's... And suggest areas that we could dispose of them. Uh, so, you know, like, yeah, this is information you can get absolutely, like, at what point does a Geiger counter tell you that there is danger? Yeah, sorry, I'm really fascinated by this strange yet helpful character that you had come by the antique he, shop. He had, like, I a mean, total panic attack about a radium clock, which is actually what got me started into wondering at what risk, like what mm. kind of contamination risk they posed. And then I found out he wasn't entirely wrong. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so yeah, he was very he was a very helpful nerd. Uh, if you're well, out there helpful nerd, get at me. I'd love to talk to you some more. Yeah. Thanks, helpful, <laughs> helpful nerd man. Oh. Well, anyway, what else do you have to tell me about uranium glass, D? Uh, well, I can tell you how to identify Vaseline glass. Sorry, Vaseline glass. Excuse me. Yeah. We are <laughs> well, working I under mean, the Vaseline umbrella, which sounds yeah. gooey and gross, but well, it's where we live now. All you need to identify uranium glass is a black light. It should fluoresce and it should fluoresce sun. gleam. Huh? <laughs> or the setting sun if you're being sneaky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that, that takes practice. Yeah. And black lights are like uh, $2 on Amazon, so get a black light. Um, oh. all uranium glass should fluoresce and it should fluoresce green. Wait, so even the, even the atomic red Fiesta wear fluoresces green and not red? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's fun. Uh, actually, if you want a red fluorescence, um, that is actually a manganese. Oh. Yeah. Manganese added to glass causes a, a fiery orange red fluorescence. Wait, is there... Is there a possibility to make any color of fluorescence in glass? I don't know about any. Okay. But we have red uh, and green and yellow, I guess. I believe there is. I don't have enough information to say anything about it. I believe there is one that you could get to fluoresce purple. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I really like the green the most, but 
I don't know. That sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it's neat, right? Yeah, I don't know. Glowing glass. It, God, I feel like I'm like a kitten with a fucking ball of tinfoil. Just put a glowing glass in front of me and I'm like, oh my God, wow. <laughs> Easy to please. Easy to please over here. Oh, man. Jeez. Uh, I mean, the other thing is to just kind of look at, for example, if it's custard glass, it's going to be way more opaque than translucent. Although mm. you can also hold custard glass, which that name is actually extremely uh, easy to figure out why it's called that. It looks like custard. Yeah, looks like custard. Yeah, that I remembered. Um, yeah. Ob- so I um, would I would guess with purchasing, you know, obviously don't buy things that are glowing and chipped. <laughs> yeah, don't try not. If only because actually I have a. I can't say that in good faith because I have a ton of broken like uranium glass, but D stop getting uranium it's, it's poisoning. All in, it's all in cabinets. <laughs> it's all in cabinets. Does the cabinet protect you? Yeah, I mean I was also the one who ended up doing like a week's worth of research instead of just giving up and not buying a radium clock, so Yeah. yeah. I was tr- I was trying to find an excuse to buy that. And you found it. Uh, but yeah, so custard glass actually a fun trick is if you hold that up to like even just standard like uh, fluorescent lighting, you can actually it has a red kind of opalescent like sheen on the outer layer of glass, like kind of like around the rim. Oh, weird. Yeah, which is not something that happens with Vaseline glass. It's because of uh, the iron compounds that make it opaque. Oh, okay. I can remember that. Iron gives it a red sheen. Okay, in the light. Makes sense. Depression glass is harder if it's not the kind of like pattern depression glass people are familiar with. Because obviously that's an easy cheat. Is if it glows, but it also has like the princess depression glass pattern. That's depression glass and is not very technically Vaseline glass. Although it is up to you whether or not you care about that. <laughs> yeah. I-, I think that that one of those, that distinction is actually more of like a collection limiting factor. Uh, eventually you do find that if you have a wide collection area, you have to like create areas so that you don't buy as much. And that might yeah. be one of them. Yeah. That's like why, you know, people in the heavy metal scene are like, I only collect Slavic thrash metal from 1980 <laughs> to 1999. <laughs> because yeah, otherwise you're, you'll be dying in a pile of records. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise your coffin will be built with uh, jewel cases. So, yep. <laughs> so yeah, that that's my opinion, but, I don't know if that's like a fractious opinion to Vaseline purists, but like, just so you know, a depression glass piece that is also uranium isn't going to go for much as Vaseline by purist standards, just because there's a lot of depression glass, like a lot. Can we, can Again, we just talk about literally the phrase, gave it away. <laughs> can we, can we talk about the phrase Vaseline purist? It's a hell of a phrase. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a phrase. Yeah. Yeah, that's also, I think that's what they call it when you slather your baby with Vaseline so it doesn't develop uh, eczema. <laughs> Vaseline purists. All right, well, it sounds like if you're going to get into collecting something, I mean, you know, assuming you do enough Googling here and aren't getting things that are broken open, it seems like a, I don't know, seems like an affordable collection to have. Um, I guess unless you're going for the jewelry, which sounds expensive. It's... Uh, I mean, it's affordable by what, I, I don't know, like my standards. Uh, you can get like cheaper pieces for around $30. I definitely found poking around the internet that people tend to undervalue the general prices. I saw someone say that like they were 10 to 30 which it's been years and I have yet to see a piece that was under 20 as long if someone mm. knows that it's Vaseline. Right. Or even uranium. I've seen people up mark up depression glass that just happened to be uranium and sometimes people are interested in that um but it can be a little on the expensive side especially depending on how high end in terms of like brand if you start getting out of like if you start doing boston glass sandwich glass mckee new england glass company all, all of which carry a higher price tag generally and then add in the fact that it's vaseline and you're there's a lot of cross collectability happening with glass mm. companies Okay. Because, you know, okay. there are people who will only collect McKee. And so, like, the competition for Vaseline and specifically McKee Vaseline is going to create higher prices. I I think it's really easy for Vaseline pieces to end up crawling into the, like, high hundreds. Especially depending okay. on what it is. Well, I will eat my words, but not the glass. 
Well, again, I consider for a collector for a collector's piece, I think thirty to fifty is not really that bad. I've definitely paid more than that for action figures, right? Um, right. But then again, like that is for the collector mindset. For reselling, Vaseline is not going to be your most accessible option unless you get really good at finding it in hidden places, which mm. is as easy as buying a black light and not letting anyone see you do it. Yeah. Hey, look over here. I think that guy's stealing. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are actually, <laughs> there are a ton of stories of people using a black light and lighting up a whole cabinet that glows and then immediately having the dealer run over and mark everything up. Ugh. Like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be sneaky if you're trying to pull the wool over someone's eyes. Damn. Get your sneaky oh, black golden, lights. You gotta watch out for golden opaline. What the hell is that? Why do I have to be afraid of golden opaline? I mean, it sounds like it's, a uh, <laughs> like a villain in a Power Rangers episode, but, you know. Yeah. There's not a ton of, like, reproduction Vaseline because it is very hard to get a hold of uranium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are a lot of pieces that get passed off as Vaseline that aren't. Uh, golden opaline is the most common of these. It looks a lot like Vaseline glass. It tends to be pale yellow, pale green yellow, um, the only difference that you're going to find, is, and this is especially a risk if you're buying online, is that it glows white under UV light. Oh, okay. So not green. That's a pretty dead giveaway, uh, as long as you have yeah. UV light. I basically wouldn't shop online for something that I needed to prove that way personally. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I can't I can't imagine I would either. Unless but... they're willing. Unless they're willing to provide like a live video of them flashing it with like <laughs> the standards are very high for buying online for me. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that statement. Um, yeah, and even then, I don't know, man. People, people do shady shit. Like they could upload a video of them doing that and then actually have an imposter piece. Ta-da! Yeah, or steal someone else's video that it got posted somewhere. Right. And if they have the same piece, it you know. And believe you me, there like I think one of the websites that I visited had uh, an example of collie dog figurines in glass that were all the exact same mold, but were like ten different glasses, and only two of them were Vaseline. Oh God, that is it's a lot going on there. It's a lot going on. Too yeah. many, too many collie, little tiny collies. Now I'm just thinking about an army of irradiated collies. This is where my brain is at this point in the evening. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Vaseline animals are some of the higher end pieces. So if you run into one of those. Oh, uh, see, money. that's like the last thing I would want. I wouldn't really want a gl- I mean, I guess if it was like a dragon figural or something. <laughs> that glowing would be so cool. Would Fuck. be sick. But like, I really wouldn't want to look over and be like, oh, look at that puppy. It's full of radiation. Like, I want, I want like vases or, or, um, I don't know, chandeliers. Oh, man, a chandelier would be fucking rad as hell. It's probably also a billion dollars. Um, they do exist. They are about that much. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Man, actually, not ever... a billion. I think I saw, uh, I saw, I saw one sell for like 5,000, which is less than I would have expected, honestly. Yeah, I mean, all right. Well, now I have a new rich person goal. Uh, rich person <laughs> goals are like, you know, if I'm ever rich, I'm going to get this. And that is on my list. Fucking uranium glass chandelier. Excuse me. Vaseline glass chandelier. Um, definitely on Vaseline the glass chandelier and the bulbs were all, you've, were all black light. That would be so fucking good. Would that be rad? Yeah, that would be rad. Fuck. And then, like, you, imagine- and then you walk in wearing the jewelry. <sighs> And you're oh like, my darling. god. D, I'm seeing like visions of my alternate timeline life. Like in in the timeline where Paris is wealthy, this is my this is how I want my house to be. Like you walk in and there's a <laughs> fucking uranium glass fucking chandelier and oh yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want in my life. I want to be glowing and green forever. Listen, it's a good goal to have and I and I support it. <laughs> Oh, another hard rule for shopping for the stuff online if you insist on it. There's no such thing as blue Vaseline glass. It's just blue glass. Oh, people just lying. People be lying. That's my favorite thing about eBay is that people just get on there and tell lies. Dude, people get... I mean, that's the internet, man. People just get on it and tell lies. That's what they do, unfortunately. (sighs) Okay, so blue Vaseline glass doesn't exist. Vaseline glass, it's always going to be a piss color, either yellow or green, you know. Could be a snot color. Uh, as 
<laughs> I I find that the color tends to change depending on how uh, how close to recently it is. For example, like uh, the Victorian stuff tends to be very thinly colored and like very mm. closer to yellow. Like it is get, it does get called canary glass a lot. So like a lot okay. of it's yellow. But there are some pieces that are what you might call atomic green that are both genuine antiques and actual Vaseline glass. Uh, oh, right. That's, that's right. That's the other thing I forgot to ask. So is, is it still being made or is there just like a finite supply of these out there? It's still being made in really small numbers. It's basically just like art pieces being made by glass houses or uh, so the, the appropriate term is objet d'art. Objet d'art. Okay. So, so, okay. So this is like, so there is kind of a finite supply in the sense of like, you won't be finding kind of regular ass stuff made of this yeah yeah and what you're finding is probably going to be like high price tagged art pieces mm. like it, this it like i said it's more or less like uh functionally impossible to reproduce it on a large scale because of limitations on how much uranium you can purchase yeah hmm. okay so pretty cool it, i mean i don't know because glass like mixing is a- just hard like yeah. it's not easy I mean, it just seems like you'd have to have so much special equipment and ventilation to be able to create uranium glass. But I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But that's one thing I couldn't find information on. And I am curious about was if it was risky, if it was more risky than any other powdered metal, you shouldn't be inhaling during the production process. Because obviously when you're making the glass, you have it in powdered form, but you're also not supposed to breathe any of those powders um, I couldn't find any instances where the uranium produced any significant increase in deaths other than just general getting glass lung. Glass lung? I'm sorry, did you say glass <laughs> lung? Yeah, the the powdered components of glass, uh, especially silica, even just on its own, it can, if is breathed in, eventually does damage in fibrosis to the lungs. Woof. Yeah, that sounds bad. Safety has to be very, very extreme. Yeah. Oh, man. Sounds like a bad time. Uh, but yeah, so there's absolutely, obviously, it, it's not a risk-free job to be doing. Um, I don't, I couldn't find any indications that the uranium made that any worse. Okay. All right. All right, then. I'm probably still going to be irrationally scared of it, but, you know. I, I think it's... Uh, I mean, that has a lot to do... Part of why it got really popular, like starting and ending sentence, part of why Vaseline glass got really popular was because of the strange relationship we now have with nuclear power and radiation. Um, People really do get into it just because it does feel a little transgressive. Uh, Because of that sort of, like, baked... I mean, me too. There's something about it when you think about it. And you go to the New Bedford uh, Glass Museum, which I recommend if you're in the area... And they, Wait, they have New the Bedford setup. Has a glass museum? We have a glass museum. It's in when the old Wompsota Clubhouse. Oh, they've been there the whole time. What? Yeah. They used to be right. in the antique building I was working in. All right. Well, you know, I keep saying I'm going to go go back and, and treat it like a vacation and be a tourist. So this is now on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Come, come, to, our, come to our beautiful New Bedford. New Bedford. Uh, but yeah, they have their setup with all blacklight bars and Geiger counters, and it's it can be really intimidating the first time you see it, even knowing it. Yeah, like hearing those things go off is something you're only familiar with in like horror movies. Yeah, and if you've or recently Fallout watched games. Chernobyl, like <laughs> don't, maybe don't go yeah. look at uranium glass. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's not. I don't think anyone's ever gonna shake it that general feeling that it will always be dangerous no matter how much we kind of know to the to the opposite. Yeah. Well, just because, you know, it, it has the potential to be, um, which is like, like you're saying, probably part of the allure, but I just like because glowy and green and pretty. <laughs> I, I love because glow. I also just like you said, I think you said also the shades of green that it tends to come in even when not fluorescing are gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, God, it's just such a pretty thing. Such a pretty weird thing. Yeah. I feel like again on this in this alternate timeline where I'm a, a rich Paris, I would definitely like to collect that shit, but not on this fine. fucking timeline. 
<laughs> if you're fine with the vague risk and you're not going to chew on it, like you can always buy broken pieces at a severe discount. Mm. True. I but stay alas. safe by not eating it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be, don't be like Chris when he was a little child and and bit down on a glass and it exploded in his mouth. I did the exact same thing as a child. <laughs> Wait, you both did this? Jesus Christ. Yeah, my parents called me a circus geek for like ages. Oh, wow. So my, my co-host on my show, Chris and Dee, both bit glasses that exploded in their mouths as children. Wow, that's intense. Daredevils, yeah. you do. Daredevils. <laughs> well, children have no sense of mortality. They're like, oh, a glass? No. I'm going to fucking bite it. All right. All right, kid. I don't know what Chris's excuse is, but I had one of those childhood fixations on just chewing on stuff. Oh, I think, because I asked him, I was like, why the fuck would you do that? And he was like, I don't know. I was just a kid and was like, I'm going to bite down on this. Like, you know, kid, <laughs> dumb, dumb child brain. You know, sometimes yeah. you just do dumb shit as a child because you're like, I don't know what consequences are. <laughs> you know, or more time to find out. <laughs> time to learn. Uh, all right. Well, um, do we have anything more to say about this beautiful femme fatale of glass <laughs> this sexy femme fatale sexy uh, no, dangerous I mean, glass. I mean do you have any <laughs> uh, i mean do you have any questions or i don't know i feel like i've already interrupted you and asked a billion questions um huh i let me think for a moment i guess do you do you know like what the most dangerous piece of vaseline slash uranium glass is does it exist somewhere is it in a vault in some millionaire's cave. It's in someone's private collection. There is a piece that actually... Com- <laughs> it was a turn-of-the-century piece, so probably made in the 1900s, and it only exists in literature on the safety. But there is a piece that is 25% uranium, and I would say if that thing even gets a nick on it, that would scare the shit out of me. Oof, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, considering you said most pieces are like 1.5%. yeah. Like, yeah, having a piece be a quarter is a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that so that makes me wonder, like, did someone create that to be like, ah, yes, the cancer vase, or did someone create, or is it an accident, and they were like, at, you know, carefully, you know, like, when you're fucking trying to put the crushed red pepper in the sauce, and then the lid falls off, and you're like, uh-oh, this, this sauce is now 25% <laughs> crushed red pepper. Like, is that what happened? <laughs> I, I, I want to imagine it was that. I In my heart, it's going to be the crushed red pepper explanation. <laughs> yeah. It's, all, it's happened to us all. Whether it was crushed red pepper, garlic powder, or salt, we've all lost a spice cap, a spice shaker cap in our <laughs> lives, and it has ruined a dish. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I... Uh, <laughs> my boyfriend likes spicy things. Sometimes when I do it, I just feed it to him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love spicy stuff, then too. It's on pur- me- then it's on purpose. Then it's like, oh, yeah, I put extra chili pepper in this for you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, give me all the spice. I want all the spice. Give it to me. I actually just started <laughs> I just started reintroducing spice to my diet. Um, God, I missed it so much. I had uh, tteokbokki, Korean, what? like, spicy noodles. Ooh. Oh, so good. Well, yeah, because you can. You're. You did you? Are I'm a you mess. Doing an elimination diet, yeah, because I know, I know your your body hates you. So, uh, so basically, like every time I have something like cut out, I have to restart the elimination diet. So I'm like between them right now. So I'm mm. just kind of going ham. Oh, nice. And just eating stuff that won't actively make me sick. Cool. <laughs> oh, I like this. This bodes well. This bodes well. I like, yeah, I like first thing I did was like ran out and ate a bunch of Korean food. <laughs> Just like, yes, 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 yes. I mean, that's what you do. You get those noodles. You get those noodles. Oh, man. Speaking of noodles, I'm starving. I'm going to not eat some uranium. I'm going to not eat some uranium glass. I'm going to not This is a not glass. a good snack choice. I recommend <laughs> granola. <laughs> a yogurt, perhaps. <laughs> if you really need the crunch, veggie straws. Veggie straws. Love it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I got any other questions. I mean, it's pretty rad. Thank you for explaining this to me. Um, and I hope. I hope uh, your lovely listeners found my presence acceptable uh, in in the dearth that Ken left behind. I think definitely you are a delight to have. Oh, Dee. 
so kind. All right. Sources for today include VaselineGlass.org, because there's always one. <laughs> CollectorsWeekly.com, Vaseline Glass. JSTOR.org slash stable slash 1506809. I actually don't even remember how I got access to that article. Yeah, I was going to say, whoa. Me a login. Were, I was going to say, whoa, you were at JSTOR? That's fucking sick. <laughs> Yeah, I think a bu- I think like two separate people have given me access to logins that they have because they're like in nice. grad school, uh, and so thank you. Good friends. Uh, an- <laughs> Antiques.lovetoknow.com. What is Vaseline glass? Glowing history. Uh, www.anythingradioactive.com, which <laughs> delivered on the premise. <laughs> yeah. Their article: Uranium glass primer. Dustyoldthing.com. Uranium glass spotlight. Uranglass.gooseide. G-O-O-S-I-D-E dot com. <laughs> Gooseide dot com. You know, I really would not have guessed that it had anything to do with antiques. Side note, did you know that Vaseline actually just comes from the French word for goo? I... Oh, that, just, that just reminded me. Uh, Ghostar.com, antiquing Vaseline glass. Carnival Glass Worldwide, their article on Vaseline Glass, and ORAU.org, Health Physics Museum, slash collection, slash consumer, slash glass, slash Vaseline, Uranium Glass, which is where I pulled a bunch of the numbers for the safety of Uranium Glass. I do have to <laughs> I do have to ask you to bear with me for the closeout, because um, I don't have the file that Ken keeps of her standard one. Oh, uh, well, I can, I can close myself out and I could try to help. So, I mean, hello, hi, you've been listening to me talk for like a fucking hour, but, uh, I'm Paris from the Terrible Book Club. If you want to hear more of me talking about things, you can listen to Terrible Book Club podcast anywhere podcasts are found. We, uh, me and my co-host Chris, we find books that we think will be bad and then we read them and review them and tell you if they were indeed as bad as we thought they would be. Uh, we, have, we have a really good time. We've we've discussed everything from kind of some classic books to popular things to really niche, bizarre um, <laughs> texts that should never see the light of day. We've read them. So it's, it's a fun time. Uh, for the Antiques Freaks, I mean, I know that they have they have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Antiques Freaks. They have a wonderful Facebook group called Antiques Freaks Friends, of which I, too, am a part that I would highly recommend. It's such a fun place to see everyone's cool antiques and to help people by answering questions and things. It's really good. Even if you don't know anything about antiques, if you're a total noob, kind of, you know, like me, it's definitely fun to be a part of that group just to learn things and and interact with people. Real, real good group on there. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything. Oh, the Etsy, right? You've got, are you, I think you've roasted all your, you've roasted all of your clowns. What's, what's in stock these days on the Antiques Freaks Etsy? A fine, slow roasted clown. Um, actually more, (laughs) more clowns. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to do another photo shoot probably tonight. So there'll be another drop soon. Uh, right now I'm actually looking to get a lot of my jewelry on there. So vintage jewelry. Might want to take a look. Yeah. The Antiques Freaks Etsy, I mean... You know, the stock really rotates. You got to get a lot of diversity there, I guess. Although lately it has been a lot of clowns. Last it's been a clown. I, I've been sort of trying to take a break from clowns so that it's not like just the clown parade. I don't want to get yeah. a reputation as yeah, being you don't, loose and easy with the clowns. Yeah, you don't want to get that clown reputation. But jewelry, that sounds fun. Um, That sounds real fun. I'll definitely check that out. And you should too, listener. Check out that Etsy. Buy some things from your favorite yeah, it's at freaky antiques. Antiquesfreaks.etsy.com. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I don't know if there's any, I, I guess, uh, I guess thank you. Oh, you know what? Thank you to all of the Antiques Freaks patrons for filling our hearts with love. Um, so much and love. So much love. And even, even my heart, even my heart that's only tangentially connected, Aww. I feel the love too. <laughs> um, thank you. And, uh, and uh, thank you. Yes, you, for listening. That's right, you. Goodbye. Farewell. <laughs>